0: And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to Rooster Booster Time. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrari That's Mike, the Grand Poobah Perizzini. And today, I, listen, before we start, I just want to say, guys that have been coming on our show have been playing better and getting these accolades. And so I think Will knew he was coming on the show this week, because last week he kicked ass and he made the first 15, the MLR first 15. Will Tucker, welcome to the show.
1: G'day, guys. Here. Cheers for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. Listen, we we love having guys that we we haven't had on the show before. Thank you so much for coming on and taking your time. Also, shout out to Jason Emery, who made the first 15. Since he's been on the show, he's been kicking ass. Since Andrew Coe's been on the show, he's been kicking ass. And, of course, shout out to Sam Windsor and The Butch uh, for making their 50 caps in uh, the MLR, which is a big achievement. Obviously, Butcher, you know, 50 caps with one team is, is a big achievement. You know, we know him, we love him, The Butcher. And, of course, our first comment of the day, Jason Zimmerman, the number one uh Rooney fan, Jay. Hello. Thank you very much for always watching and commenting. So let's talk a little bit about that Nola match. So the let's the first thing I think I want to talk about. There was an incident with Will Tucker. So I'll I'll explain what I thought the situation was. And Will can tell me how well I I, I told everybody. So Will went up for a ball and he was up. He was off his feet. JP duplicy comes in and hits him. And luckily, you landed fairly square. Like you didn't land cockeyed, or yeah, I mean, yeah you yeah. might have. Uh, but as you went to get up, JP Duplessis kind of wraps his his arms around your your legs for whatever reason. I don't. Know. It looked like a like like a, a cartoon where the baby's being drugged. You know, holding onto his dad's leg. To be quite honest, and then I don't know what what you did at the end, but you gave him a little business. Uh, they they blow it dead. They say okay, penalty on Nola, which made sense. He played you in the air. Then the AR comes out like they know it all. And they go, no, 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 he, Will Tucker did something. And then all yeah. of a sudden they reversed it. And me and Mike were left to go, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so Will, from your perspective, what the fuck happened?
1: Honestly, you're bit, you're on the money there. Uh, they yeah got taken out in the air, I thought. And then um we, I was a little bit pissed off with that and sort of got up and, um, Gave him a bit of a shove, and that was really it, really. There was a little bit of jersey scragging and a bit of push and shove, and then, yeah, penalty penalty reverse. (laughs) They kick to the corner, we get a yellow card, and they score. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's turned around.
0: And I don't know if you heard the official talk to JP Duplessis afterward, but he actually said to JP Duplessis, and it was on uh, camera because I heard it. He said, well, if he had come down awkward, you'd be in the sin bin with a card. Yeah, I'm like, the well, point. then right there, that means it's a fucking penalty. Like, I don't understand yeah. what's going on.
1: Yeah, I know, totally. That's, yeah, that's what, that's all I was, I probably got a little bit too angry to be fair, but, um, yeah, yeah I was pretty
0: well. You definitely, you, yeah, you definitely took out, I forgot who was playing, uh, nine at the time, but you, you hit one of the nines a little late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, the rest, and yeah, and the uh, a
1: weird conversation to me about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, It's rugby. It happens. It's funny to talk about. I, I it's part of your, fiery, um, personality. Um, and listen, it's you're correct me if I'm wrong. You're the youngest of the tuckers, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. youngest. Yeah. So right. you got
0: to fight, you got to fight two older brothers who are also professional rugby players. I yes, mean, I'm yes. sure, you know, fighting over the last pork chop, your mom, you know, really had to, had to guard it for for everybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah, listen, I think we did well against Nola. I think we limited the handling errors that we had, uh, the previous uh, match against San Diego, where we kind of slipped through um, you know, and, and, handling errors seem to be always big with Rooney. I don't know if it's just the way we play, you know, we have that overarching style of get the ball out, get the ball out, get the ball out and, and make these free flowing plays and make that offload. And sometimes like, I think guys just aren't ready for it. You know, they're not expecting it and you make the mistake. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just, we played great defense. Uh, we, you know, held them on at, at the pack level. I mean, Nola has a really, has really great forwards. I don't think there was a time that each team really, I would I call it one a scrum as far as you know getting the penalty to push somebody back. Um, I think there was one scrum penalty the whole time because somebody pulled down. You know, but other than that, it was very even. But that's kind of what you want sometimes. You don't necessarily have to push the guy back if you if you just hold the pack to maybe make a slower pass out of the scrum. You know, that's a win right there for your back line. Um, the forwards friggin' played great. Um, you had great runs. Uh, Caleb Geiger, man. I've been talking about Caleb since last year, and I don't know if people just don't know about him, or you know, he they, they want to kind of give him grief because he's only been playing rugby for two years, and he's better mm. than all of us, you know, <laughs> us fans at least. Um, but that that guy's like a, a human wrecking ball. He's like a a blonde pale gorilla out there. Um, just he doesn't know. It must be a football thing. He doesn't know how to stop when he goes forward. You yeah, know? he's a beast. I mean, he's,
1: he's an right, he's just
0: always always going forward. Like he doesn't even. I think one, he might get in trouble a little later on on his positioning when he goes down. Because um, sometimes he is a little bit out of position with the ball. But that comes again with playing the game and knowing how to kind of take the tackle. Um, Cololo, a, another guy who's just running. He, they, that, they had a nice picture of all the backs uh, after the match. And there was Cololo right there. And uh, Sam was making fun of him. But listen, he was running well. I got to be honest. Yeah,
1: and it's nice playing good.
0: Yeah. And again, set pieces, you know. The jumps were good. The throws were good. You know, you 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 guys worked them on the on the uh, malls. I mean, I I couldn't really find anything bad to say about maybe a little bit of ill discipline play from a certain lock and a certain wing. You know, at certain times of the match, and like we Mike, right? Am I wrong? We said it how many times this this past week? They were going to get under our skin.
2: Yeah, you know, immediately it seemed like yeah we went at those those two tries, and it seemed like the the niggle started to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And even when that that play where it got, you know, the reversal of the penalty, I think there was, a, it seemed like a punch was even th- possibly thrown at one point. <laughs> what are those like shirt punches too, though? So yeah. like, is it, a, is it a punch? Is it not a punch? But um, yeah, they definitely look like they got, you know, it, it, it seemed like that around that, that breakley yellow card, they got under a skid. And before mm-hmm. that, they were trying to get under a skid. And that's, that's unfortunately how they, they win games and they win games, especially against us is you know, if, if you get us, you know, super upset. For, you know, a second or two, you know, the, we make mistakes and they capitalize on it. But yeah, uh, fortunately enough, we, we, you know, we stayed strong and we minimized the amount of mistakes that we had. Yeah. yeah for those
0: that don't – oh, sorry about that. I just okay. wanted to explain the yellow card. So while Nate came through the mall, that the opposing mall, the referee deemed him to not actually make a tackle. He, he deemed that the mall was still there. So when Nate actually grabbed the ball carrier, I think he grabbed a couple of guys. So the ref deemed it a collapsed mall instead of a tackle. And it also impeded, in his mind, impeded them scoring. So right there, it's a penalty try and an automatic yellow. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to explain that for fans. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say.
1: I think. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, they definitely get under our skin a little bit, which is hopefully we can be better. You know, hopefully it's a good learning curve and we can be better from that. But I think it was also a key moment, not letting them. Uh, you know, we had three scrums on the line with seven on eight, and we were able to keep them out. And I think mentally, that probably just hurt them a little bit as well so although we were probably down a little bit on that um i think overall <laughs> probably ended up hurting them more you
0: know mm-hmm. yeah no and it, i think it did because they you know nola one of my best friends rob the hammer hammer schmidt big nola fan he does the rugby rate with me he talks about how they get to the five meter line and just can't convert and how do you not convert against a team that's down a man you know yeah, um, yeah. and, and they, especially they, down a forward you know
1: yeah yeah no, so definitely. Uh, and they threw quite a bit at us as well. So it was quite it was okay. yeah, it was quite a, pretty cool to hold on there in that into the first half.
0: So I'm trying to remember, was it Brendan who came in on the inside with you, or was it Benji? When on Nate the, was out. Uh, who was your lock uh, partner? BJ, BJ, it was, BJ, yeah, BJ. Okay. So my my question is interestingly, and you're not Kara, but Kara would line up at the eight, yeah, set the bind. And then jump, jump yeah, behind Cololo. Yeah, yeah. Why just not start there at the at the flank? Uh, in, I think it
1: thing. was just to give us um a bit more of like a hit as a as mm-hmm. a group, and and it, it helped us locks. Yeah. And then he could slip on help help the prop out. I, I well, that's sort of what I gathered from. It. I think mm-hmm. I think that's what the front row wanted. So okay. no, it was actually it worked well, I guess. So we were yeah, able to, I
0: mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just interesting to him to swing you know for the eight man set, and then all of a sudden jump over again something you don't normally see yes yeah, yeah, i've
2: like, uh, I've, se- I've seen the offset eight man buying before yeah. which as a scrum half always throws you off because you're like all right you're, you're keen in on me great thanks but <laughs> i've never seen the you know set up in the middle and then move to the side like immediately after which yeah just completely threw me off i was like what the hell's going on but if it works it works so yeah, yeah who cares exactly,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> and dougie Coyle allowance for a
0: for rugby in new york Dolan was only a factor on one yeah like like i said you know i and and our defense was good. Our contention was good. Um, I, I think we're really one of the only teams that contends uh, at a higher percentage of the lineouts because of guys like Will and Charlie and Nate and Kara can go up there. And mm. eventually Nick will go up there. And I mean, you could probably throw Brendan up there if you need to, you know. Yeah. And and Benji. I mean, pretty much any of the loose forwards and locks you can put up there to contend for it. And yeah. I think again, nine times out of ten, if, it, if if it doesn't, if we don't get the steal, we'll disrupt it. Um, yeah, exactly which is something yeah which is That's, something we um, do best
1: like in the last two weeks i think we've only had something like 10 lineouts against us mm-hmm. which has been so and then you know and out of those 10 we might have disrupted six so 60 percent of the lineouts you know all of a sudden they don't have much to um to attack off makes it mm-hmm. you know a little bit a little bit easier for us
0: absolutely you know and it's 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 always good to see it you know lineouts are a set piece that we were always strong in you know, since we came into the league, we've had you know Nate being a stalwart there to, to jump up there. Um, you know, John Quill was a jumper in 2019. Obviously, guys like Butch throwing the ball. And Caleb, I think, in my opinion, you know, playing front row, the hardest job of a hooker is the throwing. You know, it's very hard to learn that technique to remember the play, to get it just right. You know, Caleb played football, so he's used to being close contact. I'm sure him being in a scrum isn't as abnormal, you know, than trying to throw the ball over your head with this pill-shaped object and and hit the timing and deal with the wind and all this. And he threw great um, for for a guy who hasn't been throwing along.
1: Yeah, and it was actually quite windy as well. Um, It wasn't the easiest conditions. Um, No, but him and Butch Butch do a lot of work together. They they get so many throws and they – yeah, it just shows on the field really, to be honest Mm -hmm. with both of them. Uh, they're working
0: hard during the week, so awesome. And listen, it it resulted in a bonus point win for us. Um, yeah, you know, we we talk, me and Mike again, talk about bonus points all the time. And I think what's going to separate the top three teams in this league uh, and playing against the West Coast, obviously, in this playoffs at some point, is the bonus points. Is keeping your foot on the gas. Um, I think the only thing was we we did take our foot a little bit off the gas against Nola. They started to come back a couple quick plays. Um, couple quick scores. The weirdest part out of the whole thing, and I don't know, Mike, if you were watching live. Well, you you were at you're at the bar, so I don't know if you could hear it. Yeah. Um, the announcers, with like 20 minutes left, NOLA was down by I think three converted tries. Were like, oh, they can't come back from this. Oh, uh, they're lucky if they get you know a bonus point out of this. And I'm like, you can score two tries right now, and all of a
2: sudden it's a one possession game. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We, we've yeah we've seen Utah you know do that a million million freaking times come back from what seems like an you know an unprecedented deficit and s- somehow manages it so you know s- you know twenty minutes left in a game down by three it's it's yeah not time to be taking you know your foot off the gas
0: no and NOLA has a team built for guys who can you know sidestep and break a couple tackles I mean Devin Short is one of those young guys who can is kind of slippery you know typical flanker he likes to play with the ball in hand and and but he has the speed like Benja, you know, to, to take it all the way if he wanted to. So I could just see that happening at certain points. Now, luckily, Rooney bogged them down uh, enough and hit him right at the game line. And, and honestly, our defense, I think, played the best defensive game we've had, including the game against Dallas. As far as when I watched the guys come up to the game line, they were in Nola's face and they were making a tackle and dropping them without having to have that second tackler come in. And while we didn't uh, jackal the ball as much, what it did was it set up our line defense to not have any gaps, right? So yeah. I think we're starting to trust each other on the line there saying, we, one guy can make the tackle. I can set up for the A gap just in case, or I can move out wide if there's numbers. So I, I think we're seeing our, our defense change a little bit and get a little more comfortable.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, they were they they threw like a lot at us in that last 20. Um, obviously scored a couple of tries, which are a little bit disappointing, mm-hmm. but like, yeah they were the way they held on to the ball was actually um yeah it was pretty impressive they i think i, I don't know exactly how many phases they went but um there was a lot and they were just going yeah. side to side almost so no it was a, yeah no they did a good job for the last 20 really but at the same time i thought yeah you agreed we, we were able to hold our line pretty well especially after they scored the second try there yeah. i think we went um there was a good five minute stint there where we kept them in their twenty-two, and they ended up kicking it out. Um, mm-hmm. And for us, it, I mean, that was just about the game, really. Um, so it was good to. It was a pity to let them score those two, but it was good to react the way we did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Hey, wins a win, especially a bonus point win. So, yeah, great win. Uh, let's talk about Will Tucker a little bit. Let's get into the interview portion. So before we go to our normal questions, fans, you know I'm on the rugby rant. You know it comes out Thursday nights on Facebook, Fridays on TRN. We actually interviewed Brad Tucker, Will's oldest brother, this time, and we asked him this first question. Uh, I won't tell you his answer; you could check it out on on the on the show. So, but I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Will. So, Will, who is the better looking Tucker, Brad or James?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, I'd have to say neither. I, I that's fine. Answer. I couldn't say that.
0: Dipl- diplomatic answer mom might be watching you never know you don't want to make exactly. mom upset exactly. I, like i said go no, check I out the rugby
1: i don't want to as much as i'd love to pump, um um pump the brakes i don't want to pump either one at the up either
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great i love the sibling rivalry it's Thanks. awesome i love it brad plays for seattle your brother james is playing for brumbies I,
1: no the blues actually
0: yeah. blues there we go couldn't remember i knew it was a b Thought it was Brumbies playing for the Blues. He was, was at the uh,
1: Brumbies last
0: year. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so hey, when you're watching Super Rugby, check out for James Tucker. Um, and when you're watching the West Coast games, actually, uh, I think in May, Brad's coming here. I'm going to assume he's going to be starting. Seattle, uh, San Diego started Dan Pryor against Kara. so I'm going to assume it's going to be the battle of yeah. And Seattle. Copeland. Yeah, hopefully,
1: hopefully it be cool to play. I've never played against them, so
0: <laughs> that's so good. interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um. And, uh, guys, check out the Rugby Rant Thursday or Friday on TRN, see what Brad has to say about Willard James. So, Mikey,
2: what's what's your question? I was going to do, a, like, a deep cut, like, super niche question right here. So, before you started playing for Rugby New York, when you were in, you know, New Zealand, were you a Crowd Goes Wild fan?
1: Yeah, I was, actually, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, for, and then for our viewers who don't know, Crowd Goes Wild was the show, the sports show, started by... Rick Salizo in what, like 2005. Yeah. So, are you, are you still, I'm assuming you're still a fan now. You've got to support, you know, Crowd Goes Wild. Well, you know, he's the boss man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, I've actually, um, a friend of mine's actually just started, um, she's just started on it as well. So, she actually works for the Crowd Goes Wild now. So, I'll have that's to awesome. Pay a bit more attention as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I like, that's a great question. We should start asking more. Of that And see who slips up and goes, nah, just, that's a terrible yeah. show. And then we can clip it and send it right to Rick. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get traded to New England. It's, it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, so this next one. So jarring news if you guys didn't watch the NOLA game. But Benjamin Bonasso got a haircut. And me and Mike are not happy. So that leads us into our next question, Will. Are you a Charlie Kewitt mullet guy? are you a Johnny G long silky brown hair guy?
1: ah. Uh... It's funny. We were actually just talking about this. I was just with Charlie before, Um, (laughs) but uh, I I think I will have to go with the Charlie Hewitt mullet. I was a fan of the bigger mullet as well, actually. Now it's a little, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit more work to it. As Charlie told me, Um, (laughs) Johnny's just growing it out. Now Johnny's locks are good, but, but I think the mullet's better.
0: Listen, we, we, Mikey's a mullet fan. I I like the mullet. I know, uh, um, you know, Benja had it last year. He looked really good. He looked good playing with the Eagles on it. Um, Charlie's looking good with it now. And I thought Charlie was on our show. um, And I thought he said once his parents came to the States, he was going to cut it because his mother was ashamed. I believe (laughs) that. Those are his words, I believe. Um, That hasn't happened yet. And I know his parents came like a couple weeks ago. So I think he's sticking with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it must be. (laughs)
0: He's
1: had a wee trim again, actually. So
0: you'll see that this weekend. Oh, look at that. Even, and, even shorter uh, interestingly yeah. talking about hair quinn didn't get his normal friggin shape up he had a little more hair than he usually does which i found interesting because i know quinn likes to <laughs> when an Appy you like to go right before matches and get yeah it right guy. Get
2: it yeah you gotta
0: watch out i'll be part of the wives and girlfriends group at some point
2: because i'm noticing everybody's hair <laughs> <laughs> now the other here's the first uh two-parter tough question that we got um high socks or low socks and then plain cleats or flashy cleats
1: um high socks. Well I'll start the game with high socks and I always end up. Um yeah. and then I'd go probably plain cleats actually. Black.
0: Yeah. That's the I think that's a typical forward thing. High especially yeah. taller guys, you know, high socks,
2: black cleats, yeah. big ass studs, you know, keep yeah. keep your feet under you. Metal stud. I'll even I'll even do a third uh, third part, metal studs or plastic studs
1: uh i wear middle most at the at at jfk um Mm -hmm. quite small studs but uh yeah middle yeah
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, no that's
1: the nola ground was really soft
0: it was Uh, wet it was like a pool yeah it looked like a swamp
1: it was oh it was so sandy
0: really well i guess to i guess temper the water they probably put sand down because yeah that much water guys will get hurt so i could see maybe they probably put a layer of sand to try and augment it Mm. but yeah it's funny, for all the bullshit people talk about JFK and it's it's not grass, you know, For Will, for a guy like me and Mike, guys like me and Mike who play in the Northeast, grew up in the Northeast, we played on that grassy turf all the time. So it's yeah, interesting I mean. that, like, you know, the New Zealand guys, the foreign guys come over and, like, what the hell is this bullshit? We're like, what are you talking about? We've been picking rubber out of our teeth and our eyelids for, like, yeah, 10 exactly. years. Yeah? Well, that was
1: actually the, the first game in um... – Sorry, the game in Atlanta, that was actually the first time I've ever played on it. Um, really? So, yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, it's my turn. I forgot my It turn. is your turn, oh. yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're in New York. You have a couple foodies on the team. Andrew Coe's a foodie. You know, I'm pretty sure Joe Basser's a little bit of a foodie. Um, Quinn just eats junk food, from what we know. But you got to pick a New York bagel or New York pizza. Uh,
1: uh, New York pizza, I think. That's, yeah. I don't think you can go past it. That the dollar pizza, how good! Yeah, <laughs> you
0: that's waste good. your whole your whole salary on dollar pizza. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's, the dollar pizza is better than the body. twenty dollar pizza back I reckon
2: <laughs>
1: that's awesome. I love it. Uh,
2: so I'll say, being you know a new you know rugby New York player, how has it been? You know, integrating into you know the club culture and and you know, what this uh, this team wants to accomplish.
1: Yeah, no, it's been it's actually been really good. No, the team. All the boys, um, everyone's pretty close in the team now, um, and and obviously you know the start we've had helps. Um, winning what with five from six now, um, so that definitely helps. And um, yeah, it's just no, it's been really easy the transition. I think everyone's enjoying themselves, which makes you know, it's all everyone's always having a having a laugh at training and. Mm -hmm. but switching on when we need to. So, no, the balance is real good at the moment, I think. And, no, it's been great.
0: That's great. Uh, If you're not vibing at practice and it's a little bit too serious sometimes, I think it it eats away at you a little bit. So, speaking of practice, you know, we know you guys like to bang with the music at practice. So, you have the aux chord. What's one song you're going to play at practice?
1: One song I'll play at practice. Uh, I might have to go for some some sort of ACDC.
0: Fine, I've been waiting for yeah. one of you <laughs> Southern Hemisphere motherfuckers to say ACDC, but everybody's so much younger than me, I'm turning 35 this year, they're all like, EDM dance music, and this, <laughs> and that. I'm like, just pick the, somebody has to pick ACDC for the love yeah, of God.
1: I'll go to something from ACDC. Anything, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I was, like, finally. <laughs> finally.
2: <laughs> That's- and then, uh, so what is your favorite rugby New York jersey this season? Is it you know the the home, the away, the heritage, or the the neighborhood?
1: I think I'd probably go with the uh, the home. Ah, uh, sorry, the heritage. I reckon the heritage is yeah. I like the heritage. It's that's cool. Um, and we've had we've had, we're two from two in that as well, which is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, almost. Um, I think we're two from two in that, and we've won all. I think we've won all our away games. And the white jersey as yes. well. Yes. But yeah, not, for me, the I, I like the Heritage one. Yeah.
0: Just because of the
2: color.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the collar's cool. What are you guys, reckon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the Heritage jersey. That's the one I purchased this year because I was told I can only purchase one kit um, after I purchased all four last year. I do like the black Neighborhoods jersey because you have so many Kiwis that you could do yeah. an all-black style, black with black uh, um, um, shorts and black socks.
2: And kind of get away with it. I think that would be cool one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, heritage um, for me as well. I love, I love a good collar. I'm, a, you know, yeah. I love the hoops. It's, it, yeah. I think it just it screams like classic rugby. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I love it. Yeah, I
1: agree. No, it's cool, and I, it'd be cool. It would actually be quite cool if they could do a bit of a, um, like a long sleeve, um, you know, hoops. Like, um, yeah, hollard. like
0: cloth, cotton, yeah. the old school yeah. style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That'll be quite cool. I reckon yeah, I, I think people would
0: quite like that. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I'm just getting over the whole new merch set. I mean, Charlie Hewitt will be is right with me. There's a picture of Charlie in this nice gray hat and he, and on his Instagram he makes fun of his head size for it, but I have the same size head and that that comes in extra large. So check out that gray hat if you have a big fat head. And there's J, uh, Jasmine Rivera. If you guys don't know Jazz does run uh, she does run the merch booth at the home matches at JFK. Um, so go check out jazz one. Say hi, take a picture, throw it on social media with her, and then buy all the merch you can before your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, yell at you for spending all your money. Um, so real quick, this will be the last question. And then we'll go into a preview at Toronto real quick. Um, so you can't, it can't be a Rooney Jersey mm-hmm. with your own money. What MLR Jersey would you purchase? <laughs> Jeez. Um, what
1: would I purchase? Who's someone not from the East? Uh, maybe someone. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just have to go for a go for a Seawolves one just because Brad's over there, I guess.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I think the <laughs> easiest choice you could default yeah. to is Seawolves. I yeah. always love the Seawolves jerseys. I love their colors. Um, so I don't think for an MLR team, it's classic because they've had the same colors since 2018. So I think that's yeah. a good choice. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about our arrows opponents coming into Hoboken on uh, Sunday. Um, so guys get your tickets now. Tickets are on sale. I'll be there. Mikey, are you going to be there?
2: I will not be able to attend this. God week.
0: damn it. Are you playing another touch tournament? I'm not playing another touch tournament. <laughs> yeah. Mike had to, Mike skipped the match. Cause he had a, I'm playing touch rugby tournament and I promised <laughs> the guys I was going to help him. Not only did he play it, he almost got into a fight in touch rugby. So you know, he has a little will, will Tucker energy there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, uh, um, uh, Toronto, obviously, uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, beforehand, um, kind of uh, have some injury concerns. Um, I think um, we'll we'll beat them in the set piece, we'll beat them in the pack. Um, the one thing that they do well, and it seems they do it well every year, is counterattack off a kick. So depending on the weather and how much we're kicking, I get a little scared when that ball's in the air against Toronto because they just for some reason seem to have a knack to find the space and find the crack. Uh, in that kick chase that we have, and all of a sudden they're gone for a quick try. Mike, what do you think?
2: Yeah, and you know, last season they talked about being you know road warriors. Um, this season this what this is going to be their one, two, three, four, fifth. This will be their fifth game in a row in a row on the road um, before they go back home to uh, rugby play rugby ATL next week. Um, they you know they love to counter attack. You know they love to counter ruck as well. We saw that you know a few times where they got you know. They messed up with, with Conor McManus' timing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not they're not a team to sleep on, you know, beat Utah, even though Utah's been struggling a little bit, you know, they still played Utah mm-hmm. great. Um, they played a great first half against um LA that was out in Vancouver, and then you know, beat up on Old Glory and played a close game against New England. Um, they're not a, yeah, definitely not a team to sleep on. Mm-hmm. Um and it's going to be, I think, a, a tough fight for us coming into and this week.
0: This is a question from Will that Doug Coyle has. So last year they were beating us handily, and when when at the end of the at the end of the match, for no apparent reason, they had a, a penalty and decided to kick for points. Um, Will has anybody talked about that in the locker room a little bit? Has anybody said anything about it?
1: No, I, I haven't actually heard about that. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. We're we're still early in the week, mm-hmm. so that yet. that'll be
0: interesting because. I'm uh, guys like Butch, he'll hold on to that for a lifetime. You know, um, I, you know, I think, you know, um, maybe a guy like Quinn, I think Quinn would, would feel some sort of way about that because he played well in that game and didn't come out on top of it. Um, and so I, I wonder, uh, you know, Troy too, I think was playing a fullback in that game. Um, so I think you'll start to hear about it. We call it bulletin board material here in the States. Um, so I think you'll start to hear about it as it creeps in. But yeah, you know that was an interesting decision to 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 do that, you know, last year against us. Um, but I think now what we have to realize is, yes, they're the road warrior team again, kind of. But I think there's a little bit more off their shoulders because they are playing at home. They they played a home match already. They played in front of a home crowd. Um, and I think because they've had these close games, eventually, if you keep giving them a close game, they're going to pull one out. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not what we want. So I think we just have to stick with what we what how we played last week limit the mistakes limit the penalties beat them up front on the set piece play our game in the back and honestly i think the only thing is if the backs aren't getting the ball past the gain line give it to the big uglies up front wills yeah. one of those guys <laughs> let him run the ball let him pick the ball you know me I, that's i'm a big proponent of letting the fat guys run the ball um continue with that strategy and i think we'll win Uh, Will, we're not going to ask you to give a score prediction, but me and Mike will, and then we'll head out. Mike, what's your score prediction?
2: Since I, I, Whenever I say, you know, Rooney by double digits, uh, we end up (laughs) losing. um, I'm going to say Rugby New York. I'll say Rugby New York by five again. I think, you know, it'll be a tight match. Um, I think, you know, Toronto definitely, you know, is a tough team you can't sleep on. Um, But I think that, you know, coming after – this, you know, the win last week against NOLA, um, you know, the lesson to be learned is definitely, you know, don't don't sleep at the wheel. Keep, you know, mm-hmm. pedal to the metal. Um, hopefully, we, you know, team learns that and, you know, continues to push on through. There definitely were great times where, you know, we saw the magic happen. You know, there's some great champagne rugby that was being played yeah. against NOLA. Um, so, you know, hopefully, yeah, just continue with that. And I'll say, you know, a conservative Rugby New York by five. <laughs> Well, uh,
0: Rugby New York super fan Jason Zimmerman says by nine. I'll split the difference. I'll say by converted, try seven. Um, and I think uh, I think that'll make the difference. But, Will, thank you again so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it.
1: No, thanks for having me. No, it was good to, good to meet you guys and get on here. Hope you Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'll see you on Sunday because, yeah. you know, you guys, I do my pitch side show uh, uh, seven, uh, 70 minutes. Wow, 30 minutes before kickoff. Mikey will be at the, at the Excelsior Pub. Also, go check out Stout in uh, in Penn Station. Check out the Pig & Whistle, the Beachmont in Buckley's of Brooklyn, um, and I think there's a jersey bar. I got to speak to Stanton, who's the Rudy photographer. He has to give me some details. There's a jersey bar down, I think, in – forgot if he said Belmar or LBI. That's that's looking to, to have the Rudy matches. Um, but I'm Scott the Big Guy, Ferrara. That's Mike DiCarrera, Bubba, Perizzini for Will Tucker, and the rest of the fans. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you on Sunday for the match preview. Catch you all at the next one.